are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going today? Things are great. How about you? Things are good as well here. We talked yesterday about some team needs at the quarterback and and running back position. We are going to we're going to run it back today with with a similar conversation about the pass catchers, the wide receivers and tight ends. Let's get right to it. Okay, let's go. Matt, I found six teams that need a wide receiver one upgrade, at least in my opinion. So this is how I broke down the tiers today. Teams that need a wide receiver one upgrade, teams that need a wide receiver two upgrade. Let's start with the six wide receiver one needy teams. The Baltimore Ravens, they've got a lot of bodies. They've spent some day one and day two picks. They've spent some free agency money on these wide receivers. But when you look at their depth chart, it's Marquise Brown, Sammy Watkins, Devin DuVernay, Miles Boykin. Not very intimidating group there for Lamar Jackson to throw the ball to. No, it's not. And it's not a great landing spot for free agents that want to catch a lot of balls. Um, I would imagine if they draft someone, it'd be someone with some size to compliment Brown and frankly do a little bit of blocking for Lamar too, which is never high on the receiver's wish list to do. But there is some talent there. I mean, I like Devin DuVernay and Boykin both coming out of school. Uh, Watkins has teased us forever, and Brown got a lot better down the stretch. So a a Terrence Marshall who's always mocked to them or a Bateman might have a ripple effect and get everyone in the spot they kind of belong. Good call. They do have that late first rounder. I believe it's 27 overall that they could use on, uh, on a wide receiver. Several guys in that kind of in that range being projected Bateman and Terrace Marshall are a couple of them. Um, And those are uh, those guys a little more big bodied than some of the other players uh, like both Rondell Moore and Elijah Moore, who could also possibly be late first round picks. Uh, I I don't think those two guys would be a fit for this Ravens offense, but uh, I I like the bigger targets uh, going to Baltimore. I agree. The Detroit Lions. This, I mean, this is. It's bad. Yeah, it's really bad. I started to say it's it's easily the worst receiver depth chart in the league, but I'm not even sure that's true because I, I look over at the New England Patriots. We'll we'll get to them in a moment. This next uh, team's not so great either in Houston. The Lions have at least made some moves this offseason, questionable moves, you could say. They brought in Brashad Perriman and uh, Tyrell Williams. They've got uh, Quintess Cephas, a holdover from last year. They've got Geronimo Allison. I mean, it's it's pretty ugly. Any rookie that they're drafting on day one or day two uh, is going to come in and, and basically be handed 100 targets uh, at least, right? So, so you think that's a good landing spot, a real good landing spot, just because lack of competition? For uh, no, <laughs> no, I don't. But I don't think that's a good landing spot. Bad, okay, I, I, I had mixed feelings about that. No, I mean when I see when I see mock drafts with Jamar Chase, who's currently my my one hundred and one in rookie mm-hmm. drafts. When I see mock drafts with Jamar Chase going to Detroit, I just Ugh. get a little I get a little queasy, yeah, honestly. Yeah. That's rough. So no. No, I mean, the the combination of 
just long-term questions and right well quarterback questions right right quarterback questions honestly i'm i'm not sold on that coaching staff i don't think i don't think many are um, passing game right right so no i i don't view that as a good landing spot but yeah, I mean, they would they would at least see some volume. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they get early playing time. Uh, you hinted at the next team, the Houston Texans. We we've talked about them with basically ha- having a need at, at really every position, um, and, and questions at every position. They've got Brandon Cooks, who was quite productive last year. Uh, he he's become undervalued really because of uh, these injury and the, these concussion concerns which is understandable but now with possibly or maybe even likely not having Deshaun Watson throwing him the ball I don't know that I want any part of Brandon Cooks is is really the only talent on this uh, on this Houston offense uh, they also have uh, my guy Randall Cobb who um you know, it's it, it's it's probably time. It's probably time for Cobb to uh, to hang it up. But if he's if he's the wide receiver too on your NFL team, that's not great news. Um, no. And then who else? Kiki QT. Yeah, it's it's pretty ugly in Houston. It's it's ugly everywhere in Houston. I mean, I guess you could squint and say, what if Watson comes back, plays ten games? And they're losing all the time, and they do have a somewhat of an offensive line there. Wouldn't be so bad, but they don't have a pick in the first two rounds, and they have so many other needs. It's it's just a miserable situation. Yeah, at the very least, even if you still love Brandon Cooks and you, and you trust him as your top target in your offense, at the very least, they would move down to that next tier and, and need an upgrade at the wide receiver two spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Las Vegas Raiders, they, they've got some options, but I'm not ready to trust any of those guys. The two rookies they brought in last year, Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards, both disappointed for different reasons in 2020. They did sign John Brown. Uh, they lost Nelson Aguilar, who was their, uh, very easily their, their most productive receiver last year. And, and ultimately, we know it's Darren Waller, who is really their top target in the passing game. But maybe some opportunity uh, to be the wide receiver one in that offense. I already talked about New England. Uh, yeah. They brought in Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. Again, not names that excite you. Of course, they will now be without um, Julian Edelman, who they they released and, and ultimately retired, yeah. he retired. So Edelman is, is gone. And then the last team in this tier one that, that needs a wide receiver one upgrade is the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Rager, I still like from a dynasty standpoint. I, I, th- I yeah. think a lot of people have given up on him way too quickly, and he could certainly become the wide receiver one for this team. That's what they envisioned when they spent their first-round pick on him a year ago. But we can't assume that, just just like uh, the situation with the Raiders. Uh, it could be Rager, could be Ruggs for, for Las Vegas, but we don't know Ooh. that right now. Yeah, well said. I don't have a lot to add to that conversation, but... I feel like Rager's biggest crime was he wasn't Justin Jefferson. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Matt, when we come back from break, we'll take a look at a few other teams who need some wide receiver upgrades. Uh, and we'll also talk rookies and free agents who might fill these fill these holes. Good stuff. Built Bar is good stuff, too. It's the best-tasting protein bar ever. 
Um, I've mentioned many times that my wife is sort of a, a chocolate snob. She's real picky about some of these bars, the chocolate they have on there. And she loves the Built Bar chocolate. I mean, it tastes like real chocolate because it is. Um, Built Bars are big in my house, I'll tell you what. So, um, But the improved Built Bar is even deliciouser. Here, there is 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, and the six new flavors of caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcotta, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. So some good stuff to go along with the original dozen flavors. Uh, peanut butter brownie is a big one in my house, so the originals. Um, they're very healthy. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or girl. Um, the There's the relaunch I mentioned, too. You know, they that, That's with these new six bars that are coming out. They're, they're relaunching things, and they're great for the keto diet. They're low-cal, they're low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Um, I like to uh, pick some of these out and just tell you a little bit about them. Coconut Almond has 18 grams of protein, only 180 calories. 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. And how about cherry ricotta? 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories. And that one only has 4 grams of sugar and 4 grams of net carbs. So all these are tasty, I'll be honest with you. Um, so we have a new promo code, LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. And with, with for the relaunch here. And that gets you 15% off your next order. So use that promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built Bar. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Matt, before we take a look at the teams who need an upgrade at their wide receiver two spot, uh, let's throw out some names who could fill these openings. We talked about six teams who need a wide receiver one. There's no wide receiver one left on the free agent market, but Antonio Brown is certainly interesting. I think yeah. he, I think he kind of redeemed himself last year in Tampa, at least uh, in the minds of some. Uh, it sounds like the asking price may be too much, though, uh, which has been a common theme with AB over the years. Yeah, maybe has a tendency to misevaluate himself from time to time, I'd say, <laughs> over the career or how others perceive him. Yeah, Golden Tate, uh, again, definitely not a wide receiver one, probably not even a wide receiver two at this point, but he's out there and available. We'll see if he... Uh, latches on with the team. That's pretty much it from a free agency standpoint uh, at at this point in the offseason. Yeah, very, very slim. Fortunately for these teams, though, it's another deep uh, rookie wide receiver class. Uh, Just looking at the players who are expected to be first-round picks, you've got Jamar Chase, uh, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell. I would say those players are all locks to be first-rounders at this point, certainly. Uh, all projected to be uh, chosen in the in the top 12 or 15 picks. And then other players that you see projected as, as later first-rounders or, or maybe early second-round uh, second choices, Rashad Bateman, Terrace Marshall, Elijah Moore, uh, Rondell Moore maybe sneaking in there. Uh, and then e- even further down. Tony, uh, yeah. Right, uh, yeah. Uh, Tony would, Kadarius Tony would be another one. Uh, day three picks, or I'm sorry, day two picks, 
Uh, um, Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, the Nami Williams, Brown. maybe. Yeah, there's so many. Di- yeah, Diami Brown. Yeah, there's there's a lot, which a lot is, again, good news. A lot of slots. Tylen Wallace, didn't want to leave him out. So, yeah, good pick. plenty of rookies. Uh, only a few that could fill that, probably that wide receiver one spot. So, of those six teams we talked about uh, in the first segment, they're, they're not all coming away from this draft with new wide receiver ones. Maybe these teams, though, can find their wide receiver two. The Arizona Cardinals, they've got DeAndre Hopkins locked in as their top target. Uh, they do have Christian Kirk, and they have A.J. Green, who they recently signed. So so maybe they don't feel the urgency to add a, another target there, but I'm just, just starting to think it's, it's never really going to happen as far as that uh, breakthrough for Christian Kirk. I tend to agree, and I have no faith in A.J. Green, to be very honest with you, and don't really understand right, uh, that yeah. signing, and I don't think Larry will be back, and they do run a lot of four-receiver sets. Maybe there's a day-two receiver in that mix. They tried that before with uh, Andy Isabella. It didn't, didn't work so well. No, um, right. I think if, though. Right. I, if, I think this is correct, that Andy Isabella went one pick or maybe a couple picks before – a guy named DK Metcalf. So he sure did. Not not a great call by the uh, by the Cardinals there. Ahead of uh, McLaurin as well that year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when you talk about when you talk about teams needing a wide receiver too, uh, the the first team that comes to mind, and, and really the one we should have started with here uh, today is is the Green Bay Packers. We all thought they would add that wide receiver two target last year, and they surprised us by taking. Jordan Love and A.J. Dillon and Josiah DeGuara, and, and they, they never addressed the wide receiver position in the 2020 draft. We'll see if they do that uh, this year. They do have Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Those, those guys have been fine, uh, but I would okay. love to see I would love to see uh, Rondell Moore or Elijah Moore lined up across from Devontae Adams in this offense. Yeah, I don't disagree at all. I mean, I just feel like this front office isn't going to do it. I mean, even Devontae Adams was, a, what, a second or third. Jordy Nelson. I mean, you go on and on. There's a lot of day two picks, but they don't use premium picks on receivers. And I bet they go corner or O-line. It would be a great landing spot, though. Well, again, the depth of the class, and they don't need, mm-hmm. certainly don't need the wide receiver one. So maybe, maybe I've got fingers crossed here. I'm knocking on wood. I'm doing whatever I can. Maybe they use that day two pick. That second round pick on one of these wideouts. Maybe like a Denami Brown or something like that. There would be nice. Yep, he would he would work as well. Really, yeah. really, just anybody. Give us anybody, anybody there good, in yeah. that right. wide receiver two slot. Uh, another team who, uh, like Arizona, may be starting to to doubt their their young hyped wideout is the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Mikael Hardman is what he is. He's obviously a great deep threat. Uh, I don't think he's ever going to be a player who sees consistent targets um, and, and they did lose Sammy Watkins, you know, say what you will about that. They've got a hole to fill at the wide receiver position. And if they are in on, on one of these um, top, really top 10 or 12 wide receivers, we can really go, go that deep. I mean, we saw last year how dynasty players chase that offense. Uh, Clyde Edwards, Solaire became the one Oh one. Uh, in in many drafts because of uh, that landing spot. So if it's um, even if it's like a Tylen Wallace or a Kadarius Tony type, they're going to gain some serious value. Oh, for sure. And 
I know everyone in the world has mocked an offensive tackle to Kansas City at 31 overall, and I have as well, and I I do think that'll be the case. But that's not how this team is built. I mean, this team was built on speed, and there's so many of these smaller, you know, one of the moors perhaps that run 4-4 or better. I wouldn't blow me away if they take that 31st pick and just grab yet another toy. It would it would uh, turn the dynasty world upside down once yeah, again. Uh, I, I wasn't sure about this one. I wanted your thoughts. I, I put them on the list. Miami. They bring in Will Fuller. Of course, they still have Devonte Parker. They've got Preston Williams, who's dealt with some injuries. Um, and it could be argued that they could have been on the the, the first list that they mm-hmm. need a wide receiver one. Um, Fuller just on the one year deal. Of course, they've been. Uh, rumored and, and mocked to take uh, Devontae Smith or, or certainly Jamar Chase if he were to fall that far. What do you think specifically about Parker and, and about the Dolphins' depth chart in general? Yeah, I think they're in a pretty good spot. That If they want to land a whale like Chase, great, and everybody moves down the spot, and Fuller's much different than Parker, and Gasecki can have T.E. next to his name, but he's really a receiver of some sort, mm-hmm. or even if Pitts lands there. So I, I wouldn't shock me. I, I think that their first pick, that sixth pick, will be some sort of stud receiver. Pitts, Smith, you know, uh, more, more, most likely Chase. But I don't know that it's a huge need. Uh, I mean, after that, I'm sure they'll be done. If they don't go that route, maybe it's a day two, third rounder, you know, someone to mix. Because they have a little bit of depth here, too. So I don't know that it's a must yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I, th- I think it is a must for these last two teams. Uh, yes. The New Orleans Saints, who currently have Tracon Smith listed as their wide receiver two, and the Tennessee Titans, who signed Josh Reynolds away from the Rams. They also lost, of course, Corey Davis, uh, who was their wide receiver two uh, the past couple of years. Uh, I think those two teams need some need some young wide receiver help. In a pretty serious way. I could see first rounds for both of them. I mean, I think Tennessee's going to want a bigger-bodied guy, Marshall or Bateman, you know, perhaps. Or I think New Orleans might want the opposite. Like, if you could you imagine Elijah Moore or Tony in that offense with Peyton scheming them up in the dome, you know, to complement Kamara and Thomas. You know, easy throws and quick crossers and hand it, hand it to him behind the line of scrimmage, jet sweeps, that type of thing. I think a toy like that would really be something Peyton's after at the end of the first round. Yeah, I'm not. I'm definitely not locking Kadarius Tony in as a first round pick, but it seems like in so many mock drafts that I look at, uh, he's he's the option for the Saints in that yeah. that late first round. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Um, Tony's not again. My to be honest with you, but right, same same for me. Yeah. Kind of like the uh, kind of like the Chiefs, the Saints seem to be one of those teams that we always chase their offense. Of course, a lot of that has has to do with Drew Brees and, and what he's uh, produced over the years. So uh, we'll see if that continues to be a theme that uh, the dynasty players are, are targeting uh, the Saints in general or, or if we kind of back off of that because I do think they're adding uh, a wide receiver too yeah, yeah, uh, right. in this draft. Matt, when we come back, we'll finish up by looking at some needs at the tight end position. Folks, I've told you a lot about Bet Online, and they're a very good friend of the Locked On family, and they're easily the fastest and best way to get all your sports action. 
Um, football might be over, but you can still bet on prop bets and draft props and over-under win totals and things like that. But NBA and NHL, they're in full swing, and playoffs are coming right around the bend here, too, for those two leagues. Uh, bet Online even covers awards and TV shows and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on pretty much anything you can imagine, honestly. Um, Bet Online has covered you for all the news, scores, and odds. It's definitely the best way, best place to put, best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Um, head to the website or use our mobile device to sign up today. It's very easy to use the mobile device and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You'll need our promo code that's locked on, all one word, locked on caps, and that gets you 50% off your welcome bonus on your first deposit. So make sure you do that. That's free money. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. April 19th through the 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Alcanfora, and Michael Lombardi. Our local experts for every team, making trades and picking the next stars of their teams. Subscribe to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, presented by Locked On and and Odyssey, on the new Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matters to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Matt, let's finish up this conversation looking at team needs, which we've done over the past two days, with a a look at the tight end position. And this is a little tougher because we know not every team values the tight end position and certainly doesn't use it the same way. So, Looking at, at holes on the depth chart, uh, teams are, are simply not going to address those sometimes, but I think yeah. there's three that stand out right now uh, that they really just don't have a starting caliber tight end on their roster right now. Uh, it's the Arizona Cardinals, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Certainly you expect these three teams to, uh, to ad- address the tight end position in the draft, but really only the Bengals are in position to get the real prize, which is Kyle Pitts. Yeah. I mean, this is unfortunately kind of a quick discussion in terms of team need or teams in need of a tight end, because there's no free agents out there to help you. I mean, a bunch of backups and blockers and journeymen and the draft has a superstar, but he can only go to one team and he's going to be gone in the top six picks or so. And Friermuth and these guys are interesting, but I don't know that I'm, doing cartwheels to get Brevin Jordan or Hunter Long or Tommy Tremble on my on my dynasty team. So it's kind of in a way pits or, or pits or bust. Right, and and we've got three teams here like I said that that really have no options. I mean, right. Arizona made use of of Dan Arnold last year. Um and uh, he's you know, he's gone. He's off to Carolina now. Uh, Cincinnati, I, I guess they still have CJ Uzoma, but I mean, who knows oh, what's happening right. there? Jacksonville had had Eifert. Um, I, I guess maybe he's maybe he's the free agent option. I think he's still available. Did did he I miss is. some news on Tyler Eifert? Yeah, so yeah. maybe he's the answer for one of these teams, which is Good a little yeah. a little scary. That says all you need to know, right? I, I could <laughs> see though Jacksonville uh, or Cincinnati if if they don't take Pitts. Um, 
grabbing Pat Fryermuth in the at the top of the second round. Yes, uh, which I which I would like uh, long term. I think that would be a good move. I don't know that. Uh, Burrow you know, and I don't Lawrence, think, sure. Yeah, I don't think that we're looking at at any rookie, uh, certainly outside of Pitts, as as being a real difference maker in twenty twenty one. Though. No, I hundred percent agree. And you're right, maybe Brevin Jordan in the late second to one of these teams or early third would have some fantasy appeal more than real-life appeal. Uh, Friar Moose, certainly to Sincere Jacksonville, I hadn't thought of those angles in the early second, would be go a long way with those young upstart quarterbacks. But, I mean, since he's the only one of these three that have a chance really at Pitts. Yeah, so what that really means is that if it's not Pitts to Cincy, uh that he's going to go to one of these teams and, and disrupt things. And it could, I mean, it could be Atlanta at four. So Miami. if you're holding, right, if you're holding Hayden Hurst, um, you know, you don't have a ton invested in him from a dynasty standpoint. Sure. Uh, yeah, and Miami. Would, if And he would be on the field with Hurst or Gusecki no matter what, you know. Right, right. Of course, the, you know, every everybody will tell you that Pitts is really more of a wide receiver. Uh, you, you said the same thing about... Uh, Mike Gusecki in, yeah. in Miami. So, you know, putting those two together, I, I mean, it would, it would certainly hurt Gusecki, but it wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a death sentence for him. No, no, it wouldn't. Uh, really quickly, four other teams that I could see if, if things fall right, addressing the tight end position. And, and you could argue they need an upgrade. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, uh, Dawson Knox has, has been fine so far through two seasons uh, but that's another spot that uh, that I could see them upgrading to really try to find a difference maker if if it worked out. Uh, we can't have one of these conversations without mentioning the Houston Texans. I was about to say they're uh, in every one of these. Yeah, and they don't know first well, or second round pick for for good reason. Uh, they do have Jordan Akins, who uh, had had a pretty nice year last year. He's kind um, of a sneaky pickup. I mean, they don't really have the capability to do much to upgrade, and they're going to be no. losing a lot. Uh, the Jets with Chris Herndon, he's he's one of those guys dynasty players keep chasing and, and for the yeah, most he, part has, has disappointed. Maybe this is the man. year. Yeah. And, and Tennessee, Anthony Ferkser, uh actually was pretty impressive playing with Johnny Smith a year ago. So I uh, wouldn't be surprised if they just ride with him as, as their starter um, to kind of see see what happens there. Yeah. I don't have much to add there. This is the... Slim Pickens. I mean, you're going to get a Hunter Long or a Tony Tony Tremble or Tony Tremble or somebody like that. And okay, but that might work out a year or two for now. Yeah, I guess the difference between this and the running back position that we we talked about yesterday, which is uh, also relatively thin at the uh, from the rookie standpoint, is if one of these second or third tier tight ends goes to one of these teams, you know, even if they go to Cincinnati or Arizona or Jacksonville. We're not going to see a big value change, you know. If Hunter Long True. goes to Cincinnati in the in the third or fourth round, I'm not I'm Doesn't not changing his value too right, much. I right. mean, maybe maybe a little. Maybe maybe he becomes draftable in um, in a you know a 25 man roster league, but that's about it. Yeah, I and mean, there's a ton of teams too that really need a second tight end. I mean, even ones like. Pittsburgh and Baltimore and Green Bay that kind of have a guy in place but doesn't block, you know, like it's a weird position right now. Yeah, and, and it seems like every year 
we we look forward to where these guys are going to land and, and Fryermuth and, and Brevin Jordan would fit this and then they end up behind somebody, right? It happened right, with Dallas right. Goddard, it happened uh it happened with um with so many others over the years. No, you're hundred percent right. Matt, that does it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.